0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Evolving Angler Podcast. Man, what an event this was. Hanging out with timothy howard tim howard i guess i call you tim i call you tim anyway hanging out with um, tim howard uh, the winner of the last regular season event on the bluegrass kayak bass fishing tourney trail and what a win it was man it was pretty close there between a couple of you uh no uh you had you finished with 77 inches and we're going to talk about this day we're going to talk about Walt was working. We're going to talk about the uh, exact location. He's going to give you all coordinates to where he was fishing so you can go catch him. <laughs> but no, uh, you know, we're going to talk about this event. Uh, there were some changes early on. There was, uh, an event, a boat event that had over a hundred boats that was going to be going out on this event was going to be originally just rough river Lake. And there was the event, a bass boat tournament that was, uh, I think well over a hundred boats that was, that caused the trail to open up some other waters, which was Baron or er, Baron, listen to me, which was Rough River and No Limb uh, Lake. And so we're going to break this thing down. Like I said, Tim, congrats on a huge win. It was uh, actually your first kayak win, wasn't it?
1: yeah man thanks uh yeah it's first time i've ever won one in the kayak well it's the first tournament i've ever actually won you know i've fished a few boat tournaments and stuff but they didn't turn out the best
0: yeah well i've dude i've fished basketball i've not i'm not one a basketball tournament or anything either so
1: you know i mean i've caught a few fish but nothing you know i've never been like right there in the running or anything man you know some some of them local lakes the guys that fish them every friday and saturday nights and stuff they know them lakes
0: yeah and you know We've talked about it before the sticks that are in this trail, uh, shout out to, I, I can't name them all, but, uh, just to name a handful of them: Jay Wallen, who has done some serious damage in our trail and, uh, on the, uh, Hobie BOS, um, you got Nick McGuire, uh, who's been on the podcast, Paul Averill as well, Adam Shepard. Uh, I know I'm forgetting a bunch, but you just those guys alone, man, are making some noise and they're really, really tough to beat. You know, these lakes that they fish a lot, man, they just, it's, it's really, really tough to compete with some of these guys and, and you had it going on. You grinded that out. You made some great decisions apparently that led, ultimately led you to an awesome win to finish the season. I know it'd been a little bit tough year for you. Um, but this goes to show how you grind out and you keep going. And, uh, man, if you if you just keep fishing, success is going to come and you proved that big time man such an awesome win i I know it's kind of funny you said uh you was calling yourself the champ or something it was funny when you texted me
1: yeah i started out uh sunday morning telling my wife most stuff the champ says the (laughs) champ says
0: (laughs) dude that had me dead i was rolling yeah give me a second i'm trying to turn the notifications off on my phone i thought i had them off my phone's going like crazy i don't know what's going on um but before before we get into this real quick guys i I don't want to dampen the mood, but I seen today a gentleman by the name of Skeeter Fowler. I didn't know the guy, but darn good angler, avid angler. He, uh, was out of Texas and he passed away from COVID. I don't care what you believe. Uh, I know there's people out there that think it's real, think it's not real, whether you should wear a mask or not. I don't care about any of that. And I don't, I'm not going to argue about with anybody about that. Uh, this guy passed away COVID. And it, it, it stinks, man. See, uh, an angler pass away. It stinks when anybody passes away from it, but hits home when, you know, when somebody's, uh, loves to fish, uh, devotes their life to it and, uh, they pass away from it. I seen where he was, uh, he had entered a tournament and I guess he had to withdraw and I won't get into too much detail, but I guess he struggled a little bit there and, and ended up passing away from it. So prayers and thoughts to his family. And, uh, I'm sure he is now fishing on the banks of a river in heaven. So, uh, man, anyway, back to this event, Tim, did you have, well, we'll say this We We mentioned, I mentioned about the, I mentioned about how, how we had to open up some mother water for this event due to some circumstances. Did that change your plan or. Uh, how you plan on fishing this event or was you sticking to your guns? Was you going, well, I guess I will not give away your location, but.
1: Yeah, honestly, it helped out tremendously because I'll tell you, I fish no land. Okay. So had no land not opened up, you know, who knows where the tournament would have ended up for me. You know, I, I originally when I was kind of excited about rough when I seen it. And then at first when I heard the boat tournament, I was still kind of leaning towards rough. And then I heard somebody told me there was over 100 boats signed up for it. And at that point, I was like, you know, I'm going to have to fish Nolan. I think. Yeah. So, you know, I didn't know. I, I just felt like it was going to be pressured there.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've yet to fish Nolan, And I know you and I had talked before, and I knew you had a lot of experience on that lake.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I fish, you know, I live about 10, 15 minutes from Nolan on the southern end of the lake. So, it's the lake I fish probably the most often, honestly.
0: Man it. I bet that felt good.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, you know, coming to my home lake there, it was kind of like, man, I do not want to get my teeth kicked in here.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. You had to have you had to have some serious confidence right off the gate going into that. It's different when you've never fished a lake before or a body of water before, but someone like you already having that confidence coming into this thing. Uh, I don't know. Did you did you get to pre fish it all, or, or did you have kind of have something figured out?
1: not really man no lynn the last couple weeks has been tough like you know the fall transition had started there all the fish were moving everybody i talked to you know all the local guys in the boat tournaments and stuff was telling me the lake was tough you know so i kind of just started going out about a week and a half before the tournament and just looking for fish basically and you know i couldn't find any you know the couple spots i thought they would be they weren't there. So, you know, I was kind of, you know, the confidence wasn't exactly super high going into it. You know, I yeah. knew I was going to catch some fish because, you know, I, the spot I was going, you know, there's always a few fish there. You may not put a monster bag together, but I felt like I was going to get five there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's one goal that I know a lot of guys had coming into this season compared to last. Uh I talked to some guys like, I know Paul Averill. Uh, he wanted to have a full bag each event. You know, that was one goal he had he had, had set for him. Hey, I want to do something, too, real quick. I know um, I should do this in the beginning, but you are uh, on Pro Staff with Kayaks and More, and I want to give them a shout-out, Tony and Kim Polson, owners of a shop in B-Spring, Kentucky called Kayaks and More. And they've been on a podcast before. I had you and, and Tony on and talk about the shop and everything they have the offer. If you guys find yourself around B-Spring, Kentucky, uh, stop in and check them out. You are looking for kayaks or fishing gear or whatever, they've got a lot of stuff in there and great little one stop shop. So uh, but I'm gonna give them a shout out. I know you're on pro staff with them and they've gotta be tickled to death with uh with your win.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. You know, Tony's been you know, me and Tony's mess we ain't got to talk in person yet, but you know, he was pretty excited there just through the messages we had. But yeah, they have helped me out tremendously this year, you know. I can't say nothing but great things about them really
0: yeah great people and uh and i want to say you are sponsored by lcl is it lcl custom baits
1: yeah it's lcl custom uh lindsey custom
0: lures okay so. yeah they make some pretty good stuff you just tell me their spinner baits are fire
1: yeah uh he's got a spinner bait called the mac daddy and then uh he makes a bladed jig called the thumper it's pretty good too i've caught a lot of fish on it this spring so nice and here recently started making soft plastics.
0: It's always cool to support those local bait makers. Uh, it's, it's easy to go to, uh, Cabela's and Sportsman's and all these places. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, I, there's some baits that I like that you can only find at some of those stores, but, uh, it's always good to support, to check out and support your local bait shops and stuff. But we'll, we'll dive into this event. All right. I know you said, you know, talk about pre-fishing a little bit. Did you, uh, you already kind of were really familiar with this map. You said you had a few spots that you pretty familiar with. You could get a full bag. What about lure selection? Do you have a chance at all to figure out kind of an idea what you're going through? I know you and I talked a little bit, uh, about some specifics that, uh, you're going to try to use.
1: Yeah. The buzz bait, uh, it played a big role tournament day, but going in, I'd been throwing it some and. I caught a few little ones in a week or so leading up but right there right before the tournament the pre-fishing I did do like I mean I didn't get a strike on it that morning I pre-fished and kind of had me a little worried going into the tournament because you know I wanted to start out on top water and but you know I kind of stuck with it and come tournament morning it really worked out to be honest with you man i, I threw that buzz bait up to a mid-morning nine ten o'clock and I had 60 inches or so at that point. Oh, nice. I had three. I had three that was 15 or better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to ask how long it took you to, uh, once you, once you launched and all that and lines in, uh, did you get on fish pretty quick?
1: Yeah. Uh, I got to my spot about 10 minutes before lines in. So, you know, I had a few minutes there to sit and kind of graph around a little bit and just look around. And I had a bunch of bait fish there. And I was like, you know, maybe this be pretty good. And so, you know, 6 o'clock rolls around, and I start throwing a buzz bait. And within five minutes, I have this 15-inch fish. He tried to strike my bait at one point and misses it twice. So I literally pulled it. He hit it right at the boat, so I pulled it out of the water. And I just, like, slap it back on top of the water. Didn't cast or nothing. Just slap the bait right back on top of the water at him, and he struck it again. Oh. And that time I got a hook in him. And that was a 15 right off the bat.
0: Man, that's an aggressive fish. Yeah, he was in like one foot of water. Dude, I love a freaking buzzbait bite. I love a topwater bite, period. Oh, yeah. There's nothing funner than topwater. Catch a bass on topwater.
1: Yeah, frogs, anything like that, man. It's just, it's exciting.
0: Oh, yeah. It's it's so fun watching those fish strike. One thing I I love throwing, I've said this before, is a jerkbait. But honestly, it's not as fun to me, I don't think, because you know a lot of times you don't even feel them bite you know
1: <laughs> and uh you, yeah, go, you
0: just go tight line
1: and there he is yeah
0: yeah and so uh man uh, hands down if i had a choice to pick you know what style or what you know whatever i'd, I'd want to catch bass on it'd be top water just because it is so fun to watch these guys these, these fish just erupt on these lures i bet, yeah, be bet your good. heart was pumping
1: <laughs> oh yeah you know like because you know here we are starting the tournament and I was thinking, you know, when I got him in, realized how big he was there, I was like, man, I came this close to missing that fish. Yeah. You know, I was like, this could have been, you know, it could have went the exact opposite way it started to go. Yeah. But then, uh, you know, I kept throwing the buzz bait in the spot I was in, and they just kept striking it, which at one point I threw a walking bait for a few minutes, and I got a little one on it, but they weren't hitting it as aggressive as they was that buzz bait.
0: How do you, uh, do you just, straight retrieve yours or do you kind of i know guys that'll uh kind of reel and just pause for a second reel and pause for a second Or do you kind of do a different cadence with it or you straight retrieve
1: during the tournament it was straight retrieve you know I, i sometimes i'll mix up my cadence if i can't get a strike on one but the day of the tournament it was just straight retrieve and most of the time they were hitting it almost halfway back to the boat or better it was like they were chasing it for a little while or following it before they made the decision to strike it yeah
0: so what kind of buzz bait was you throwing?
1: I was just throwing a little white uh what is it, are they warhawks or war or something other war, yeah you war know, eagle or something yeah it. war eagle yeah that was it just a white buzz and toed war eagle
0: nice so you, you get that fish in the boat you gotta be pumped you're no doubt thinking okay, one's luck two's a pattern, two three yeah. is a pattern uh you started getting on a good pattern with that buzz bait,
1: oh yeah within five minutes of the first fish I had my second keeper you know I didn't post my fish right away you know because I was just I was in a bite and didn't really want to take the time to post everything I was just getting pictures and moving on there but you know I caught probably seven or eight fish on that buzz bait in the first 30 minutes Wow! so I knew that you know I just had to but the problem was there was only two keepers there they were all little but I was just thinking if I keep weeding through them somewhere's in here there's got to be a big one eventually as the morning went on, I got like a sixteen seven five and then a like a fifteen seven five two.
0: Yeah. So, so yeah, the bite the bite you said the buzzbait bite stopped around nine or ten o'clock, right? Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I had four fish at that time and it pretty much just dead turned off them. Oh man. it went from biting to, you know, I didn't get another buzz bite buzzbait bite the rest of the day. And I threw it in some of the shade spots and stuff like that later in the day
0: yeah did you uh up a move location or was he still graphing fish or was he just trying to
1: i changed my lures around there for a little while and i worked the i went back to my i'd worked down a bank here about two or three hundred yards at this point and i basically just went right back to my starting spot and worked that bank again throwing pretty much everything i you know i had seven rods with me i think so i started throwing everything you can imagine at. old oh man for about two hours there, I was pretty much clueless what to do.
0: Yeah. Man, it's so frustrating when that happens. Yeah, you know, to get
1: out to a great start like that and then start to think, oh, man, you know, I'm going to blow this at the end.
0: Yeah. And, you know, like I said, you having, you know, a pretty tough year uh, and then wanting to capitalize on this last event. You know, everybody's trying to get those AOI points. I know right now as we're talking, Keith is doing the – uh Video where he's announcing the Aoy and all that. So I kind of knocked you out on, on watching that, being on the podcast. <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll catch it later. I'd like to sneak on my phone here and see if he's posted it. uh Give me a second here. I'm gonna look and see. Looks like here's the final Aoy. All right. So the Angler of the Year is going to be. If this is right. It looks like Jay Wallen. I don't know if I should do this yet because I don't want to. I don't want to jinx this and it not be right. I should wait. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Jay Wallen is the. Well, he ang-
1: said in the awards other night he disabled that and, you know, he wasn't going to post it back till he had it, you know, finalized.
0: Yeah. yeah. So Everybody, if you've got access to it. Yeah. Everybody's saying, congrats, Jay. So yeah, Jay Wallen is the BKBF angler of the year. Jay Wallen, man, such a stick. We've already talked about him already. Man, I hate fishing against that guy. Yep. congrats to him. Yeah, he is a darn good angler great guy jay congrats it's been a crazy year man he has just been killing it
1: yep. everybody's definitely been chasing him
0: yeah yeah well nick mcguire <laughs> has has been in the lead for uh, for a long time and i think uh it was it was tight it come down to this last event yep. you know there were several guys that could took it and uh man
1: yeah I, th- I think that uh just the best five really played uh a- Rolling it there at the ends, what happened That was the way I was kind of looking at it before he yeah. disabled it, that it was going to play a pretty big role.
0: Yeah, and there's a list of people who made the championship. I'll cover that later, but back to uh, ADHD. Can you tell?
1: Squirrel. <laughs>
0: uh, but yeah, man, that, I
1: go down the wormhole all the time, too.
0: <laughs> yeah, so uh, man, uh, it, it's really tough when you get on in, in these situations where these fish just stop biting. And whether, whether you're tournament fishing or not, man the bite when it turns on it turns on you're having a blast then when it turns off it's so easy to get frustrated and just lose hope dude you didn't give up you uh you had those four fish those four keepers when did you get that fifth one i got my fifth fish around
1: 12 or so and but that wasn't the fish that you know ultimately give me the win i didn't get that fish till sometime after two
0: okay yeah the the things that were already turned off the uh
1: yeah, you know, I had a 1275 uh, 5 was my small fish at that point. And just so happened, I figured out another bite there in the afternoon. I, uh, I actually got to throw in a crankbait, a medium diving crankbait. Okay. And I had one tied on all day, and for some reason, I hadn't picked that rod up. Like, I'd looked at it a couple times, and, you know i just kind of ignored it and then at a certain point i was getting desperate because i'd done hit a couple more spots i thought i could pick up some fish and nothing you know i'd been getting a few on some worms and stuff like that and so that's what kind of made me throw that crankbait and like second cast i catch a little dink and that was like well you know two hours no bite at least i've got something here so i'm gonna keep throwing it and you know, a few casts later, I get another dink, and I was like, well, maybe I can work through them again. And that was kind of how my afternoon went. I caught probably 15 or 20 little dinks, but, you know, there was a 16 and a 12, seven five in it.
0: Yeah, because you said you ended up culling uh, that last fish uh, after everything was turned off. Um, I've got a buddy that's been slaying on crankbaits. I haven't been fishing much lately at all, it's been recovering, mm-hmm. but uh, he had been slaying uh, bass on a couple of local lakes with, uh, crankbaits. I was curious if anybody was going to be catching them on crankbaits down there. What kind of setup do you throw crankbait on?
1: Honestly, I've just got a medium heavy seven foot rod. I think it's got a fast action tip. It's uh kind of a stiffer rod for a medium heavy, but it's got a lot of tip action. So, you know, I can feel the vibration of my bait. Good. Yeah. And you know, when I set the hook, it just, you know, it feels good. So, uh, it yeah. At least feels good to me nothing
0: special yeah that's exactly what i run mine on is a a seven foot medium heavy i don't like to go over a seven foot rod period in a kayak when i'm bass fishing uh i just feel like i get yeah i feel like i I just i'm working with way too too long of a rod if i get above seven feet and i'm sure there's guys that do it but i'm a short guy anyway i'm like five ten so (laughs) but um now if i'm if i'm musky fishing i go a little bit a little bit longer rod but what you got that what you called that fish you had to be feeling pretty good. Were you? Were you thinking that you had a really good chance of winning this at that point? I knew I was
1: in there, but I was kind of scared because every tournament I've noticed that once them leaderboards go off, there's a few guys that just always show up and they've always got an awesome bag. And I thought, you know, second, third, you know, I'm gonna be right there, but chances of winning it, somebody's probably gonna knock me out in the end. You know, of course, I was hoping, you know that it was enough to do it but i had a feeling you know that i might get knocked off yeah you know, oh and especially when keith was doing the awards he was talking about change and all this stuff and that there's a bunch of change in the leaderboard and i was like oh man somebody got me
0: yeah yeah well like like we talked with those uh, you know the sticks in the trail man you never know when somebody's sitting on two or three good fish and just not posting and yeah uh,
1: you know, i knew jay at one point he was right behind me and all it would take is one big bite, you know, that was kind of my thing was just get one more big bite was my thought. But in my head, I knew them guys were only one big bite away from catching me.
0: Yeah. And you can't, you can't knock guys out like, uh, like Paul and, and Adam Shepard, you know, you you can't knock those guys out because they're going to figure something out. If anybody can figure something out, it's going to be them.
1: Oh yeah. One of, one of them ever event is definitely coming with
0: big numbers probably. And
1: usually all, usually all of them have good bags, but you know.
0: Yeah. I know Adam finished third for any, any of those guys, the top three, I think, uh, second place was, was Kyler, you know, all he needed was one more good fish. He got second place. There was only a three quarter inch difference between you and him. Like that's how close it was.
1: Yeah. You know, it it was right there and one bite would have really changed it either way. Yeah
0: man it's so awesome though i'm I'm so pumped for you to finally get a good win on or finally get a win on a, on a kayak and man it's got to feel so good i've I've yet to win an event in a kayak I've come close a couple of times but uh I've yet to really seal the deal and i I know I'll be excited and you know, you got guys like well you got a lot of guys in this trail that that just win a lot and you know I'm sure they still get excited but you got guys like me and you that are still fresh this whole game that man we get that win we're gonna be you know jumping through the roof <laughs>
1: oh yeah you know i was pumped when I when i heard second places total length i was ready to jump through the roof of the house because i knew at that point i had it you know it's, yeah. it got real then so to speak
0: everybody's sitting there listening to, to keith tell all the the inches and and what place and you're like all right all right all right yeah <laughs> yeah Wait, <laughs> waiting to see if the next uh next person's going to beat your yeah, when, I, when
1: I beat third, it was like, maybe, you know, got to be second. It was That was actually my thoughts was once I beat third, I was like, well, I got to be second. There's no way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's just such good anglers in this trail. And dude, you're one of them. I don't know if you give yourself enough credit because you fish, you know, you fish a lot. It's one of those things that everybody's got room to grow. And dude, I, I, have seen you, I know you can, you can absolutely make some noise in this trail. And next year, man, I'm excited um, to really see where this trail is going. I know we'll be announcing next year's schedule. I can't say that on here. But I want to ask you, though, what were some of your goals?
1: My goals this year was, you know, to try to win one and get to the championship, to be consistent enough to get to the championship. You know, I, I thought, you know, the consistency part may have been more achievable than getting the win to get there. But, yeah. you know, that's kind of how it played out. The wind came and, you know, which I mean, that, that was pretty awesome. So,
0: yeah, man, i tell you, I wish, man, I wish we would do like a, any, a uh, trail all the way up through like January and February, <laughs> like mm-hmm. all year round, because I yep. love fishing
1: wintertime. I do too. Decent, man, I, I'll fish all the way through decent till it gets really cold. I'll fish.
0: Yeah. It gets a little dangerous, but.
1: Yeah, once yeah. the water temperature gets, gets down in the 30s, like, you know, the bite is so brutal that, yeah. you know, it ain't really worth that risk that you take going out on the water. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, listen, dude, I, I got to congratulate you on, on a huge win, man. It's such an awesome way to, to end the year, end the season. Um, yeah, this also qualified you to fish the championship. You got to be excited about that.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm pumped up about fishing the championship. Like I said, that was one of my goals for the season was to get to the championship. You know, I thought, like I said, consistency, but that didn't work out. You know, I I done all right in the consistency part, but I just, you know, couldn't quite put it together. And coming into that last one, knowing that, you know, either I had to win it or do really good to have a shot to get there, because I was just kind of, you know, when I ran the numbers in my head, I was kind of on the outside looking in. I was going to be like first or second loser, basically, and. You know, that was gonna hurt, but you know, that's part of it. Yeah. So but you know, got lucky and put things together there on no Yeah.
0: Man, this is gonna be an awesome event to watch play out, this championship.
1: Oh yeah. Like, you know, I I've been thinking about that. Just getting to go up there and fish with, you know, the ten best in the club basically and see how things play out, you know.
0: Yeah it'll be interesting. Oh, for sure. Dude, thanks so much for hanging out with me on the podcast. I know you got some Stuff going on. I think you said your wife got just got home a little bit ago. Okay, yeah, man. I appreciate you having me. Hey, man, it's a blast. uh Good luck in the
1: championship. Heck yeah, man! I appreciate you having me, dude. And uh you know, excited for
0: the championship for sure. And you know, I can't wait for next year either. You know, wish the season wouldn't end. Well, now that you uh you got everything kind of sealed up, you can go a recreational fish a little bit, kind of relax.
1: Oh yeah. Well, you know, we'll, we'll relax after the championship. We. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah yep i I'm excited to see who wins this. I'm excited to see who comes out with the win on that but hey, appreciate you man.